podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is that time of year again. I hope everyone sent their mom a card, gave her a call, or ideally saw them yesterday, because as you guys are listening to this, yesterday was Mother's Day as I'm recording it. Tomorrow is Mother's Day, so that can only mean one thing. It is the yearly appearance of my mom, Cynthia. Mom, Welcome back to the show. I think this is now your third appearance on the show. Um, welcome back. How does it feel to now have three all-time appearances, which is one more than Trey Walker, one more than uh, Bruce Weber, one more... I'm trying to think of other notable guests who have only been on two times. Well, a handful of folks, a lot of folks with only one. Chris Kleiman only came on once. I don't think he's ever going to come on again. He didn't like our funny questions. He's a very serious man. Uh, but yeah, you're now hat trick of appearances. I know you have lived a very accomplished life, but I think this <laughs> accolade may be one of the biggest ones so far. I agree. I can't believe that I'm a celebrity. However, I do have less appearances than your dad. Well, so so Dad Pod was like our first ever, uh, you know, like niche episode uh, i think the first year we were doing this uh, during mother's day we actually the only extended break we've ever had in the history of bosco's boys encompassed mother's day so that wasn't really a thought and i think we just kind of came up with the idea of dad pod like off the cuff and then he also has subbed in for a couple football episodes so while i know you know the game of football probably better than most I don't know if you would be up for doing an entire game review. And granted, he's been stuck doing some games versus West Virginia where we lose. So I can never, we, I just can't talk to dad about K-State West Virginia. I don't blame you. I can't talk to K- about K-State about any of them because you always seem to beat us. Well, at least in football. Uh, and, and again, we'll, we'll maybe have some uh, fun uh, talking about, oh, actually, I know we're going to have fun talking about the year in sports here in a bit. Um, but first, the last time we did this, uh, you know, ironically enough, we were still right in the midst of, you know, the pandemic and uh, year two of the, well, hell, the first year we did it, I think, was right in the midst of the pandemic three years ago. Or was 2020? it just, Yeah, so we've done it this 2022, 2021, and 2020. Mm. So yeah, the, so this is the first one where the world is kind of back to normal that we're getting to do this. So um, you know, how, how has life been again? Uh, you know, we, we didn't have a normal Thanksgiving, Ooh. all three of us, you, me and dad had uh, COVID during Thanksgiving, uh, but the world is getting back to normal. Uh, any commentary on the state of the world at this time? Oh my God. I don't think you want to hear my commentary on the state of the world because it might alienate some of your bo- boneheads. Um, it, it might, but at least at least things are getting back to normal for the most part, uh, and we're finally out of a pandemic. Let me yes. ask you this, because you are a nurse by trade. Also, happy Nurses Day slash Nurses Week to you and to everyone else. A special shout out to 
former co-host and founder of Bosco's Boys, Grant Copeland. Uh, Grant, the Grant underscore KSU. Happy Nurses Day to you, Grant, if you're listening as well. I think it's a few days late. But uh, did you ever think when you were going through your nursing career that you were going to live through like one of these like pandemics that truly shut down the world for almost a year and then we had to deal with the after effects for a whole another two years? Did you ever think that was something we were going to all live through? I had no, I've never, I never imagined anything like this ever happening before. And we're still having to live through it in the nursing world. Yes. And it's, it's, it's probably never going to be something that's completely eradicated. I think officially it's called an endemic now. Yes. um, And it is going to be similar to the flu and it's going to have seasonal spikes. It'll probably be, there'll be yearly vaccines and that type of stuff. But again, it's, it's, it's wild because when you kind of reflect back and, and I think about this podcast and it kind of just aims up well because of, you know, the three years we've been doing the mom pod, you know, all the, you know, pandemic and unrest of 2020, it was still around in 2021 and still it's not gone. It probably will never be gone. It's just kind of like growing up. I never thought, you know, you, you see these hor- like movies on Netflix. <laughs> oh, you know, a killer virus shuts things down. So, yeah, never thought like with all the scientific advances, it would be like this. But again, you know, shout out to the science, you know, the vaccine stuff. I mean, it was basically a scientific miracle to get to this point, you know, even three and a half, four years later. That's true. That's true. That vaccine's never been um, made that quickly, but the technology for the vaccine has been around for a long time. So it's not the, like they had to come up with everything. They just oh, yeah. had to come up with the right strands and, and they had the technology, but, uh, there you go. Warp yeah. speed. Yep. So uh, shout out to everyone who was in the healthcare profession, the teachers, especially shout out to my brother, uh, you know, all the folks dealing with mental health, sister-in-law, you know, people dealing with nursing homes, dad, and then I don't talk about my day job on this, but guess what? I did nothing for the pandemic, but that's okay. I send, I, I, you sent nice cards. Yes. I, I, I take my money and I put it back into the economy by buying cards and sending them out. And also, Hey, we were doing live shows through the pandemic. We're still doing live shows, folks, 7 PM Wednesday on Colorcast. We're going live again. So we're recording this on Saturday. There will be some big K-State basketball recruiting news on Monday. We're also going to hear about how a five-star visit with a 2023 point guard went as well. So Wednesday is going to be a big one talking hoops, talking tang gang, and talking about the future of the basketball program. So it's going to be a fun one on Wednesday. And I also have to say this, it's been a lot of fun the last few weeks. We've had full rooms, full chats. So if you don't want to wait until Thursday morning to listen, if you want to get your voice out there, download the ColorCast app and join us. Okay, mom, we have done a couple different formats of mom pod over the handful of years that we've been doing this. I wanted to ask the boneheads what they wanted to hear. So I have a handful of questions. It's not going to be like the Q and a episodes where I ask every single one of them. I am going to pick and choose what I want to discuss, but we're going to dive into it. And then we'll kind of touch on, you know, the handful of big sports stories that have happened since last mother's day. And then we'll call it a day and we'll pet Chauncey who is going to walk around and maybe have his voice heard. He's basically the okay. you know second second co-host. It's it's me and Chauncey. We're we're running the show. But the first one's from Powercat Ryan. He asked, 
a handful of them, but there's two of them that I thought were great that I'm going to ask. The first one is, and I'm, I'm curious what, what your answer to this is, because I, I, I know what my answer is. I, I know what I know what I would answer. But he asked, what is the one thing Scott does that make you say, oh, he got that from me? Oh, oh my. Um, wow. I wish I could have gotten these questions in advance and given me a little more time to think. But that's not as much fun. That is not as much fun. I, I'll, I'll say this, at least from my, when, when I read this, the thing I thought was, okay, I kind of get her mouth and her temper because, you know, while you might not want to admit it, I've seen you go off on like sprint on the, you know, customer service because, you know, they tried to upcharge you. And then, you know, if, if someone if someone crosses you, you have a sharp tongue. And I think that's the entire, uh, you know, Thomas side of the family. I, 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 don't, I think that is uh, something that you and your sisters have. I think me and my cousins, all a lot of us have that trait. So that's the first thing I, I thought of when I got that. Well. I've always said the nuts don't fall too far from the tree, and you're probably right. I, uh, I can get a little emotional when I think of things that are important to me that people don't understand the right answer. I guess that does aggravate me a little bit, and same with you. You're, you're right 96% of the time. However, the older you get, I'm going to lower that to maybe 93% of the time. Yes, I did like to when I was young say I'm, I was correct 98.7% of the time. And uh, while I think it's a pretty high number, I probably was never that high. Um, something else that I, I think, you know, the nuts don't fall too far from the tree. I think if you look at pictures of both you and dad, I, there is no mistake that Alan and I are your, you two's children. I, I go back and forth. I'll see pictures of you when you were little. I was like, oh, I look so much like my mom. And then I'll, you know, you sent me some of those pic. Well, you sent me old Christmas photos of you and one of your sisters and then some old ones of dad. And I go back and forth. I can look at both of them. I'm like, well, now I, I look like both of you. So I, I do think that there is a, a visual similarity. Yes. yes, you and your brother both were blessed with the good looks of both of your parents and and you know their modesty as well. <laughs> well, good. If you think of anything else that I, I didn't hit on that you that you think I get from you, we can always circle back at the end of the Q&A. All Again, right, Jen, we'll circle back. <laughs> the, the second one and, and this is this should be a good one. What is one of the most embarrassing things I did in public as a child. In public. Um, I, I'm going to say this was one of the most embarrassing things, but it really wasn't in public. It was after K-State lost a football game. Yeah, it was Marshall in 2003. And you were dressed in your football, your NF, NKFL football gear, and we're headed out the door, and you threw yourself on the floor like a child and started crying. And I looked at you, and I said, get up. Football players don't cry. You were so distraught about that game. But then, um, thankfully, nobody did see that because that probably would have ruined your reputation as being the big, tough football dude. Yeah, and, and again, I, I, it wasn't like I was like six. I think I was 11 or 12. Yes, yes. You were old enough to know better. That's for that's for sure. Yes. Oh, man. I, I'm trying to think of any other time. Well, I, go ahead. Something there, came to mind. The, yes. When you were young, we would go out to brunch at the country club, 
And you, um, at one point, I think it was cheese that you were throwing across the dining room. Uh, it, it was what, Daddy? It was sausage. Uh, the yes. assist from Kevin. Be looking forward to Dad Pod next month. Yes, and it was quite embarrassing because, you know, when you're out in that kind of a setting, you want your children to be behaved. You don't want them hauling food or throwing food across the dining room. But, yes, I do remember that was quite embarrassing. Oh, man, yeah. I, I was trying to think of moments. I, you know, maybe it, maybe it is just my personality. I, I can't think of a lot of times I've been super embarrassed uh, this this was not in front of you and, and you just came up with something that's fine I do need to make fun of myself a little bit the, the most embarrassed I've been as an adult um, I was walking into the office and uh, as folks who listen to this show and follow me on Twitter I'm an early riser so thank goodness it was very early it was like 6:45. I'm walking through security I literally roll my ankle as I'm trying to go down steps I collapse. I think I, like in the moment, I think I broke my ankle, but I get up. I'm walking over. Well, little did I know some older lady, I, I, I don't work, like know her. I'm big office. Again, secret day job. I'm not going to talk about it. But she came running up and I had my earbuds and she had to shake me. She's like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was limping. I limped all the way to the office and like she followed me making sure I didn't fall over. So here I am, you know, at the time I think I was 26 or 27 and she was probably in her 60s, you know, thinking I was going to fall over. But uh, that's that's one of the most embarrassing things. Um, but you, I, I saw in your eyes there's something else. So make fun of me some more. Oh no no no! No, I, I want to hear it. I saw it. I, I, I want to hear it. Actually, I I think that one was um, it happened at church. Uh oh. And um, shout out to St. David's Episcopal Church in Topeka, Kansas. A yes. great spot to worship. And uh, the Palubinskis uh, behind us. We were all facing forward, and and you were standing on the pew, the seat, um, with your hands down your pants. And I just turned and noticed it, and I grabbed you and ran out of the church. I don't think your feet hit the ground, um, and had to explain to you that you didn't do that kind of thing in church. So that was that was really embarrassing, but all most of the folks at that service were a little bit older and and they all loved you and Alan and and after church one of the ladies came up and said it's all right Cindy don't 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 worry Scott's fine and I'm like I know he's fine right now <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm sure I wasn't fine when I got home but those were good we'll, we'll move on in case you think of anything else embarrassing we'll move on to this one from old man Rogers KSU he goes at what point did you know quote quote Scott's gonna be okay and if he hasn't reached that point what will it take I'm hoping you've hit that point but uh, I don't know yes I I knew Scott would be okay when he was a young man he's always been personable he's always been looking out for everybody else he's a he's always been a good kid um on occasion he can he can uh rub you the wrong way and and he'll let you know about it but if you're ever in trouble um if you ever need a friend you, you always know you can count on Scott I like to think back when he was in his first year in college and how he would go and uh, walk girls home from the library so they didn't have to walk home alone and 
He's always he's always been that good boy scout kind of kid. He's got his other side, mind you. He's got his other side, as which, we all do. Which Twitter sees. Yes, um, but you know he's all he's always been a good kid. All right, the next one is going to go to our guy Callie Mike. He wants to know what is your take on legal sports sports gambling in Kansas? And props to Callie Mike. He remembers this. He goes, and how much will you be wagering on KU basketball? I think it's great. It's about time we get some of that in Kansas. We could use the revenue instead of it going, you know, across state lines somewhere. Um, I'm not a big better. I'm kind of cheap. Um, I I would probably I wouldn't have bet anything on this year's um, basketball tournament. But in 2020, I would have maybe bet 50 bucks. How much are you going to bet on KU football this upcoming uh, <laughs> I'm not betting anything. <laughs> well, we might have to get your take once the overs and unders are uh, put out there. Uh, so now we're going to go to my guy, Nick, who is the coffee fiend. Shout out to Nick. He's really been hooking me up and letting me know some great, uh, you know, Kansas and veteran-owned companies. Uh, I think it is Battle... Oh, man. Now, now I'm... I'm gonna. I'll tweet about it from the Bosco's Boys account. I think it's called Battlefront Coffee in Lawrence, Kansas, a veteran-owned coffee shop and roastery. I've been drinking their coffee. I drank their coffee this Friday. Great spot. So he asked because he's a big coffee guy. What is your perfect cup of coffee? Who who made the coffee? Cream, sugar, all that type of stuff. And I think this is funny because I give you a lot of crap. Because I love to gift you guys good quality coffee beans, and then I come over and you guys are having Folgers. I like all coffees, and I do appreciate it when Scott gives us good coffee. And every weekend on Saturday, we have something, and on Sunday, we always have chocolate. If I'm going to go out to get coffee, I'm going to give a shout out to Dialogue Coffee Shop here in Topeka, run by... uh, one of the gals that you know we knew scott knew her her big brother and and it's a great coffee shop if you happen to be in topeka check out dialogue coffee it's like at 29th and uh gauge i think yeah no i i, I want to give big shout out to them and they also have a good bakery as oh, well. oh yeah they have so during the pandemic i daddy and i bought uh cookies for all the nurses or well all the people at that worked at Brewster Place and Aldersgate Village and and the night shift at Stormont Vale and Caitlin and her group worked real hard um making up those cookies and individually wrapping them for during that time and she's a great baker and they also have uh um lunch menu items and stuff it's it's a great little spot people should check it out if you're in topeka but if you're not in topeka come check it out anyway yeah next time you come through dialogue coffee and it was battle site zero coffee in lawrence kansas veteran owned kansas business I absolutely love it. All right, we're going to go to the good chef, Andre Napier. Oh, the good chef. Yeah, everyone loves the good chef. Yes. Uh, Back in the day, was I particular about anything you cooked for dinner? What did I like? What was something I didn't like? He didn't like ham. I still don't. (laughs) He still still doesn't like ham. 
I always used to joke and I'd say, what do you boys want for dinner? And they would say, oh, they didn't care. And I said, okay, then we'll go to the vegetable hut. And Scott would always yell, no, not the vegetable hut. Which I don't think it was a real place. <laughs> no, it wasn't There's a real like place. There was like a salad hut once there, upon a time. There was a like salad that. place once upon a time. But uh, no, you were never really big on ham. Um, you were never really big on fish either, and that was probably my fault because I never, I never made it. Um, but you, you, you're, you're a pretty good eater. You, you, you pretty much like everything I cook. I think. Yes. Except yes. ham. Yeah, except for ham. Um, I wasn't a big fan of steak stroganoff for a while, but I think I had it as leftovers. Uh, maybe a few months ago that over here at your guys' house, and it was great. So I, that's a weird one that I don't understand why I didn't like it. Well, I'll tell you why you didn't like it, because when you guys were growing up, I didn't make it with sirloin steak, because that was kind of expensive, and Mommy wasn't working. It, we, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I would make steak stroganoff with round steak. Um. And no matter how hard I tried to tenderize it, sometimes it just wasn't that good. Um, but I don't do that anymore since it's just daddy and I, we get sirloin. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's good. Um, looking over there, um, a repeat about public meltdowns, but we're going to move past that one. And then, uh, the only other one from the good chef and the only other, uh, question was asking if you're excited for grandchildren. Well, those will not be coming from me and I'm, I don't know when Alan and Andrea will start. So I'm sure you will be a great grandmother whenever the time comes, but you do have Chauncey. I do have Chauncey and... When the time comes and I'm blessed with grandchildren, it will be wonderful. But when the time is right, you know, I know my boys will will bless me with with a couple, I hope, that I can spoil. Well, I stopped having safe sex, so eventually you might have... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everyone be safe yes. in that realm of your world. Okay, before we get into some of the sports topics, because again, I think that... That was probably as close to an off-topic show as we've had. I think Grant and Dan did one that was 100% off-topic. But I want to get to some sports. But before we do, I want to give a shout-out to our hosts and my friends, Sports Drink. They are the ones who have helped take this podcast to the next level and be looking into the future. They might be helping us out with some pretty big stuff at football season. So check out sportsdrink.org. Check them out on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Great feeds. And check out some of the other shows that are in the sports drink family the 23 personnel the texas tech podcast is one of my favorites to listen to and again wednesday 7 p.m in god's time zone here in the central time zone we're going live on ColorCast. so if you want to join the show we hey again we had a packed house it was a lot of fun and you never know who may drop in so join us 7 p.m on ColorCast. okay now that we got the ads out of the way, let's talk about the big sporting events that have happened, you know, since the last time. The first, let's talk about the Chiefs because I, I think we talked about it the last time because we were coming off of, you know, a loss in the Super Bowl. Uh, so we've been on a downward trend. Won the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl, lost in the AFC Championship. What do the Chiefs need to do to get back to that peak in the NFL, whether it's this season or upcoming seasons? Well, the the... The hard thing about the NFL is when you win the Super Bowl, AFC Championship, then you have the hardest schedule. So you don't get the cupcakes that some of the other teams do, and everybody comes after you with everything they've got every Sunday. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's, you have to work every, you don't have an off week, let's say. Um, I was really kind of sad when um, I saw Tyreek Hill leave, but 
with all the draft choices that we got. I think it was probably for the best. He's getting up there in age. I will, I will miss seeing some of that magic between him and Patrick Mahomes. But uh, there's some good young re- receivers that maybe can can uh, fill his shoes. So I'm hopeful for that. And then, of course, we still have Travis Kelsey, the best tight end that ever drew breath. Um, I, I do have to cut in. I, I think I can't remember when when it was the last time I came and visited, but we played the game of finding random lists on the internet of like best tight ends. And your reaction, like if I found one that didn't have Travis Kelsey in the top five or so, I mean. That was wild. And and I do have to say this, you know, Travis Kelsey, I think, is the all-time best, but Tony Gonzalez was the one before that. So at what point do we have to start trying to find the next Hall of Fame tight end? Well, what, Kelsey's 31? He's 31. His contract runs until he's 33. Uh, I, gosh, can you find another Tony Gonzalez and, and Travis Kelsey? They've I don't know. twice. I mean, I there, know. there was a gap in between them. So there maybe, was. There was a gap. Maybe we have to wait a while, but I, I hope we find it because nothing's more fun than having a great tight end. Oh, yeah. Love, love, love that. Love that. Okay, so uh, the next one, let, let's get into football season. Um we won't specifically talk about the K-State KU game, but I, I do kind of want to tattle on myself and on Alan because I think you probably are embarrassed that we were fighting on Twitter. Um, yes. And, and it spilt out in, beyond Twitter. Um, so how, how do you balance uh, when you have two headstrong sons who are very big college football fans and then that one week out of the year comes around the calendar? Well, it, it, it's a very embarrassing for a mother to see her two grown sons fight like children on I think Twitter. We, we forget that you're on Twitter and yes, follow us both. I, I follow them both. I don't say anything on Twitter because I just don't say anything. But yes, I was angry at you both, and you both knew it. I think you both know when I'm angry at you. And then, uh, thankfully... Andrea, good girl that she is, got you both together and sent me a picture of you guys um, in Lawrence smiling and saying that you loved each other again or something. And I'm like, just behave. Yes. Uh, so a quarterback who's been at K-State forever, and because you, you watch, I mean, you are a oh, KU yeah. fan, you were the baby Jayhawk, but, you know, you're watching the K-State games, and you're, you, you know, you have Chauncey right there keeping you company. Skylar Thompson's career has ended with K-State. Um, what, what are, what are going to be your lasting memories and opinions of Skylar Thompson, and how excited were you to see, uh, you know, he, he was on the Missouri side, but a Midwest guy, a Kansas City guy, get drafted to the NFL uh, with the Miami Dolphins. So just kind of final memories and thoughts of Skylar Thompson as a Wildcat. I, I was real excited for him. That's the kind of kid you like to see succeed. You know, he had adversity and he came back from it. Not everybody would do that. A lot of people would have just said, hang it up and move along. But I think that shows something, and it shows something to the younger kids, you know, that if you work and you work and you work, you might achieve your dreams, but you just got to keep keep at it. If you give up, you'll never achieve your dreams. So he's he was a perfect example of that, and um, he was a wonderful case stater, and, and uh, I think you guys were real lucky, but you guys have had a lot of good young men like that throughout the years that I've watched K-State sports. A um, lot of good young men, good uh, role models for the younger kids. That And that's what's important. Yeah, and, and 
so he, he's in the NFL. You know, one of your favorites, Tyler Lockett in the NFL. Darren Sproles is back mm-hmm. around the area. I, again, you know, I, I, I know you're not a K-State fan, but, but as someone who is, it, it is fun to see, you know, the K-State players leave but then come back to the area. Aaron Lockett, Kevin Lockett, back involved in K-State sports. You see all these names. Uh, I think I've asked this question a handful of times, but again, ever since, you know, uh, you, you and dad started dating, get married, you've, you've watched a lot of K-State football and basketball, but who would be your all-time favorite K-State football player? Okay, my all-time favorite K-State football player would have to be Jordy Nelson. I loved watching him. You probably because like he only beat KU once. Well, I, you know, I, I can't remember all that like you guys do about when we win and when we don't win. I mean, we don't win a whole lot. And I am a K-State fan. I'll always be a KU fan first, but I always cheer for the Wildcats, and I've enjoy, I, I enjoyed Bill Fam- Snyder Family Stadium. We went there, you know, for years. Uh, granted, it started off so I could see you boys, um, but I always enjoyed it. It was always a good place to go. And, and Jordy Nelson, what a good young role model coming from a small town in Kansas, being a walk-on at K-State and then ending up with the Packers and being an all-pro all and then coming back to the state of Kansas. Uh, He's, he's always been one of my favorites. Yes, we'll, we'll ignore the one year he was with the Raiders. Oh, um, yeah, I don't even want to remember yeah, that. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just move on past that. We'll get into K-State basketball before I do let you uh, gloat a little bit. But uh, Bruce Weber's time at K-State has come to an end. Um, I was very vocal early on about hating Bruce Weber. I came around. I was, I, I really, especially getting to sit down with the guy on a couple occasions, Really loved Bruce. I was a fan of Chris Lowry, Shane Southwell. I really liked the staff. I hated to see it happen, but it probably was time. Actually, it's not It's not probably. It was time. It was time for K-State to move on, and uh, I think it was time for Bruce to move on as well. But what are going to be your ongoing memories of the Bruce Weber era at K-State? First of all, I, I, I do like Bruce Weber, and I feel bad for him because, let's face it, the last – three years, two years, he's been, you know, COVID, you know, um, he loses half the team. Heck, at one game, they didn't even have a coach that w- was available to to coach. So I kind of felt sorry for him. I thought he got a raw deal with that. Um, but I understand, you know, the fan base. Um, I mean, it was, believe it or not, that was the worst three-year stretch in K-State basketball history. Even when you take into COVID, I... Well, it was time. Well, like you say, um, I thankfully I don't have to worry about that at my school. But yeah, I always he, liked yeah, Bruce. Bill Self just might end up in a federal prison instead. Oh, stop! He didn't do anything wrong, and everybody knows that they're just oh. trying to pick on the big guy. Okay. No, okay. Well, if you don't watch yourself, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna just completely shut down the podcast right now. So no, don't do that. Kind of get back online. So Bruce Weber's gone. You're a Bruce Weber fan. I think he was a good guy. I don't, I don't think anyone who's ever interacted with him would say he's a bad person. Uh, but I think that K-State hit a jackpot, again, at least when you're talking about good person, someone who's going to do things the right way and build the program up in Jerome Tang. Um, I know you definitely were not in the minutia and the weeds of the K-State coaching search, but what what is your reaction to the Jerome Tang hire been? Oh, I like him. I think he looks fun. I think he's going to bring excitement and and uh, the fan base back. And 
bring the octagon of doom back for all of us KU people. We'll be scared to come to Manhattan. Okay, relax. Well, no, I think you guys had a good hire. You know, that was kind of like uh, Roy Williams. When we got Roy Williams, he'd been an assistant. Long time. Long time assistant. Successful program. Successful, had opportunities to move on, but chose not to. And I think that was the same with Tang. He was with uh, Scott for, what, 18 years? Well, since Scott Drew got yeah. to Baylor. So, you know, Scott Drew and Baylor show up after, and it's wild, you know, you say maybe the worst scandal in the history of college athletics, but then you could probably argue, you know, maybe a worse one also happened at Baylor, but we're not going to talk about how Baylor should be shut down as an institution today. We might talk about that at another time, but yeah, he, he showed up, yeah. uh, built it up. He was right there with Scott Drew. He, he hasn't, hasn't left his side. So you got to hope that some of that magic and, you know, Scott Drew with the, you know, I, I think at least the greatest turnaround in basketball history. I know K-State fans like to say Bill Snyder, what he took over in football, and it might be easier to do program turnaround in basketball, but Scott Drew got that national title. So what Scott Drew and Jerome Tang were able to do at Baylor, I mean, you got to hope some of that magic can come up to Manhattan. Well, yeah, and when you have a, a coach that stays, you know, year after year after year to help build a program, then you know that he's going to have loyalty and you know that he, he's – in for the, you know, the university. And I think K-State got a gem there. I sure hope so. That's a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's talk about K-State baseball. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't bat, know baseball. Well, and the Batcats are struggling. Um, so, again, probably the biggest thing that has happened uh, in this sports calendar, at least for you and for Alan and Aunt Julie, so a handful of folks I like and a lot of folks that I don't <laughs> like, um, probably more I don't like, but, but KU gets it done. So uh, I, I have to ask you this. Uh, I, I believe, if memory serves me correct, when, when KU made the comeback versus Memphis, you had gone upstairs and you'd kind of acted like you were done with the game. I know you had it on, but you had proclaimed, the game is done, I'm over it. So how did you react to that halftime deficit? And did you think it was over? Did you guys, did you think they might have a halftime comeback? Wow. Bless their hearts. Sometimes, I mean, I wish they would have been able to play a whole game. Sometimes they had a great first half. Sometimes they had a great second half. They hardly ever put two halves together. Well, it seemed they, to work out for it them. It did work out, but it made made for uh, fans to be very nervous. But like your dad always says, oh, don't worry, they'll come back. And daddy was right. You know, they did come back, and it, it's a lot of fun. Um it's nerve-wracking, um, but it is a lot of fun. And uh, my only regret is I didn't record the final game because I didn't want to mess up karma. So if anybody has a recording of that final game versus North Carolina, let Scott know so I can uh, get a copy. I think it might be on YouTube now. If, if that's the case, I'll, I'll let you know. Sounds um, good. Yeah, so that was the, the big sporting event. Um, I'm trying to think... Um, if there's anything else, well, uh, well, I mean, we didn't even touch on this. I mean, it's when this release drops, it's going to be Chauncey's first birthday. And did not have Chauncey the last time we recorded this. So what are your thoughts of uh, Chauncey Bosco? He is the best boy. He's such a good boy. Um, he likes to jump up, and we don't like that. He's learned to be a very good walker. He's not very good at nappy time. <laughs> 
And he, uh, so when he stays here, when, when Scott's gone and I want to have an afternoon nappy, sometimes he's not good in the nappy room, but I don't think Scott could have found a better boy. He's, uh, he's not even listening to us now. He's laying there just taking a nappy. Yeah. Ironic how that works. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that's all I had on here. Again, it's another uh, mom pod. I'm looking forward to celebrating Mother's Day with you tomorrow. Um, like, like I said, this will drop on Monday. I, I always have fun with these shows, you know, uh, getting to do this with you, getting to do this with dad again. I think I, I've told this story before. I think the first job I ever wanted was to be on ESPN or to do sports talk radio. I'm really glad because I, I had no idea what the world was going to turn into and like sports information, all this type of stuff. I'm glad I can have a job that pays me way better than it would have been trying to get into sports talk radio and still be able to do this. And, you know, it's still going four years strong later. Uh, who knows if we'll make it, you know, well, actually, we, I know we'll, the show will get to the five-year anniversary. I don't know what will happen beyond that. I don't know if this will go, how many years this will go. But as long as it is still going, I will have you on before the Sunday before Mother's Day or the, the weekend of Mother's Day and then Dad the weekend of Father's Day. So hopefully maybe you'll get to number four, but I don't think you're ever going to catch up to Dad's all-time appearances. Probably not, but I, I do have to say something on that note. You had a wonderful sixth grade teacher, Maureen Hillis. It was Smith back when you guys were in sixth grade. And she always let you do a sports report every morning before you guys got started. Um, in school and I was always up there because I was a stay-at-home mom and a volunteer and at one point I said to her Maureen why in the world do you let Scott do that every single morning gets up there and and gives a lowdown on the sports and she kind of chuckled at me and she says Cindy if I let Scott give the sports report every morning then he's pretty quiet for the rest of the day and I thought, what a great teacher probably, she was. Probably quiet, like on the Scott sliding scale. Yeah, Scott sliding scale. Because I don't think no, there was ever a no. teacher who said I was quiet. No, you, you've never been accused of being quiet. Um, but you say that about the sports. You've always, you've always had a gift of gab, and you've always had a lot of uh, of knowledge um, when it came to all kinds of sports and. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to be on the pod. I'm so glad to, you know, see the success that you and Grant have had and, and uh, look forward to the next time. For sure. All right. That's all we have, folks. Thank you for joining us on Mom Pod. Again, hopefully everyone was able to get back and see their mother over Mother's Day weekend. Hopefully you guys listened to me and got your card in the mail by Wednesday or Thursday. I got three. Yeah. You know, I... I you you enjoy getting cards and and I, I think as someone once said sending a card is the biggest little thing someone can do so uh, I, I challenge all the boneheads out there you know it's it's May uh, just send over the next let's say before football season so it's a little less than four months send me a picture of some cards that you send out into the mail it can be to anyone to your parents to your spouse, your significant other, to a grandparent, to anyone in the community, send me a DM and a picture of you sending out at least three cards anytime between now and K-State's first football game. I will either give you your choice of a Bosco's Boys koozie or a promo code to our swag store. Because again, I, I think everyone enjoys getting a card in the mail and it's fun to send them. As someone who sends out all sorts of Christmas cards, you can get drunk and watch a movie while you're riding them and have a lot of fun. So, well, again, we're going live Wednesday, 7 p.m. 
uh, on ColorCast. Check out sportsdrink.com or .org, excuse me, sportsdrink.org and all of our sister shows in the Sports Drink Network. And we love you guys unconditionally here at Bosco's Woods. And I promise you, no matter what's going on in the world, Grant is waiting for you at the cat head. You just have to go find him. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater, from sea to sea, onward UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Podcast Network.